SA, the voice of South Africa. I mean, it's nothing posh, but comfortable. There's two bedrooms, one bed and one small, and the big one's yours. Oh, it's pretty. What kind of is in the middle of Africa? Some part of the Transvaal are terribly English. Yes, of course. Well, well, not all of it is. Copies and things. There are parts just like Surrey or Hampshire. Oh, I, I knew you'd like it. I knew. <laughs> Come inside. Come and see, Jane. Go and meet Alfred. He, he does the garden. And... <laughs> yes, he did. He's not a very good cook. Now, not here now. Cook. Oh, you and your old flowers. Everything that grows in England grows in South Africa, too, and a lot more besides. Remember me telling you about Bogan Village? Come on. James Brooks was his name. He had been in South Africa for three years. Leaving England on an impulse, England and the girlfriend, he had come to seek his fortune in a city called Johannesburg that was said to be made of gold. Within a month, he had decided he might as well have stayed in Sheffield, for there was nothing African about Johannesburg. And then, the city got under his skin, and he saved and bought a small car and began to go on weekend safaris to the Port Dam, and once he even drove to Durban. He wrote four times a week to a girl called Jane. And when she finally left Southampton University with an upper second or a lower first or something in history, she flew from a grey United Kingdom into the hard, bright sunlight of Jan Smuts Airport. By this time, he had rented a cottage at a place called Kailani, where they raced motor cars. And so began in earnest, James Brooks' African Adventure. In our series, Beyond Midnight, we present The Picture. Written and produced by Michael McCain. Oh, thanks, Alfred. Super thanks. Should we have to have some? Would you like to answer? Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. I'll oh, darling, it's all right. I'll stay inside now. It's fine. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, yeah, Alfred. He's a nice bloke. Could in the garden, too, such as didn't know the difference between flowers and weeds. <laughs> what do you do, Jane? Look for a job. Will you teach? I love you. Four years. I get right to see you, I can. I must stay back myself. Don't be silly. It's great to be able to sing it instead of instead of writing. Mm. Will you marry me? I I I meant to wait a bit before asking. Did you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No. If I marry you, I won't have to pay about my 
ก็ไหลจะไม่เหนื่อยเ
You'd have all the wheels pinched if you left it. Oh, oh, darling. Oh, well, you mustn't leave the jacket home in the garage, must you? <laughs> you won't. Oh, oh, that's kind of them. Hmm. How long do you think? Are you very hungry, darling? I've... Hmm? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, by the way, we've got a nice visitor. Hmm. I think it's a girl. Twenty minutes later, Jane Brooks was crouched in the small cramped bathroom, waiting with a flashlight at the window. She crouched. But nothing came. No dog. Nothing came at all while she waited for James, who had a puncture on the road from Johannesburg the night he forgot the car drive. Nothing came while she waited. Good, 
Never walk out there after dark, will you? I need this teddy and look at things. Look at you. Charlie. Don't worry, Jane, darling. I'll have to go back at you to the right. Look, I'm in the dark at Africa. That's what you're waiting for. You're queer, isn't it? I've never known anything new. It was frightening. Better than light. You flashed the light almost before the lady hit the ground. Nothing? That's what I mean by again. I don't understand how this thing can go that far. I don't know. 
I don't think so, because, you see, we decided not to bother about it anymore. And anyway, it had been a... been there for ages. We put a rock on the bin at first, and then we didn't bother. We never put anything it could eat in there after the beginning. But what? Uh, look, I'm... I'm just... Look, isn't frightened of animals. She's no. got a frightened of animals. No, good heavens. She's never been scared of animals. Why? Didn't she saw a hyena or something? Could it have been that? Being a hyena. From what I know of, I don't think a hyena could do it now. Well, they're all very interested in her condition, as they call it. But I googled. Well, there's another one of them coming from Cape Town tomorrow. Someone called Sachs. A Professor Sachs. Roger, look, was it a hyena? I don't know. But you looked. I looked, and yes, I looked. Well, there wasn't a thing anywhere around. Uh, I, I heard a screaming, and I went in there like a shot. It, it was bright moonlight. Like day it was, and there was nothing that... Nothing at all. Just, just the lid on the ground. Like before. I don't understand. Something to do with that to her. You're staying in Johannesburg now, aren't you? Never turn. Yeah. You know what I think? I think she's going to die. Die? James, don't she is. She, she's not here anymore. She, she's gone. Gone? There's nothing in her eyes. She, she's had some kind of a shock, James. You know what those have She, But she's all... Empty, it's as if she's not burning, more she just doesn't know me. I feel very stupid about this, James. What can I say? I don't understand it. She saw something that frightened her. Well, quite the frightened one thing, but it, it, it's as if she's gone. And, and the doctors, they don't know what it is. They, she said, Rosen, it was like when people are uh, shell shocked in water. How often did this thing happen? This business would have been out of the country. We all talk about that. Got nothing to do with that. I don't know. Might have. It happened the same night as the dog or hyena or whatever it was came. But a long time after. I I, I think someone was prowling about, going to break in or something. And when she saw him, he frightened the life out of her. A human being wouldn't do that. I never remember when you said that. What? Human being. If you aren't going to stay at your cottage, can I go out there for a few days? Yeah, of course. Uh, that could. I can take a while off. You've kept on your boy, you say. Can he make good scrambled egg, eh? Roger Sillier went to Kailani and stayed for a week. He slept during most of the days and waited with a rifle inside the small bathroom during the hours of night. On the fifth night, Roger Sillier baited a spring trap. In the morning, nothing. He left the meat in the trap throughout the next day, and it began to stink. The flies feasted on it and grew fat and fell helpless, crawling in the winter sun. Came the seventh night, and Seigneur decided to return to Johannesburg the following day. He decided the Englishwoman was merely neurotic, like most Englishwomen, like most women come to bed. <sighs> he had read everything of interest at the cottage, and was considering bed when the cricket stopped singing. When you've been a hunter and you have listened to a million million crickets singing their endless arias throughout a thousand nights, you wonder, you wonder when they just cease for no apparent reason. 
Whatever you are, move faster than lightning. Nothing more that night, though. In the morning, Celia went back to his farm and then to Johannesburg. In the afternoon, he set up three cameras. Each had a flash attachment and a shutter speed of a thousandth of a second. He arranged them with a complex system of wires, one in the bougainvillea, one on the bathroom windowsill, and the third on the ground, its lens looking out at the dustbin. Before dark, he drove back into Johannesburg to see James Brooks. He was. Nothing. They just keep her at the clinic under observation. They can't seem to suggest any treatment other than usual shock stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and she still doesn't know who I am. You're going back again? You don't mind? <laughs> no. So what good will it do? Whatever it is, is too fast, Roger. You can't catch it, and if you're watching, it doesn't come. And even if you saw it, well, that wouldn't help Jane, would it? Anyway, would it? The same thing happened to you. A month passed. Celia moved much of his belongings out to Kyle Army and made himself comfortable. A bachelor, he had no one to answer to for his movements. His farm ran itself. He had a good staff. A month passed. Celia read eight novels, checked the cameras each morning, and grew a little bored. Jane Brooks remained the same. Her husband was told that if he could not think of some way to improve his work, he might lose his job. It was the beginning of September when Roger Sillier had the feeling that something was going to happen. He decided to watch that night. He had slept most of the others, leaving the camera's eyes to do their jobs. At half past three, he went to get a gin. And that, of course, is when... Stay close by Mr. Brooks. It might distress. 
我我告诉你，我的名声不知道了啊！我怎么能这么胆大？现在电话我听着。For a moment, the white screen had been filled with a figure. A figure the like of which no man had ever seen before, like a hyena on its hind legs, dancing in the glare of the camera's flashing, night-spitting eyes. A hyena with a hyena's body, and a mere man's face, a dawn man's face, hideous in its bestiality. The lips were drawn back in a snarl, a silent cry of defiance. Within the month, James Brooks and his bride flew back to Europe. She was herself again, nervous and depressed, perhaps, but essentially herself. And after a while, Rosen assured Jones that even this would pass. Roger Sillier, who was always of a morbid disposition, rented the Kyle Army cottage and lived there still. The picture was never shown again. There is no point in wasting words attempting to describe the indescribable. Subsequent research. Revealed that the cottage was built originally on the site of an Ndebelei burial ground that dated back to before the white man came to Africa. The Brooks live in Torquay, England now. They have no wish to return to the Transvaal, which is a pity. It's very beautiful, most of the time, even beyond midnight. <laughs>